Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. Today we have Jared Freed and Jordana Abraham on the podcast. If you do not know who they are, you need to know who they are. They are the co-hosts of Betches You Up podcast. Jordana is a former co-host of Betches Brides. She now has a new podcast called Oversharing. And Jared also hosts J Train. He is a comedian. He's done a million and a half live shows. He's done a million and a half other things as well, including recently giving a TED Talk, um, his comedy special out on Netflix, and many, many more things. I, If I were to read off all of the things that Jared and Jordana have done in their lives, in their careers, in the dating world even, that would take up the entire episode. So I'm not going to do that, even though I kind of just did a little bit. But today's episode is great. We play a fun new game called Truth or Myth, where I posted on the Seeing Other People Instagram, cough, cough, go follow if you're not following, a bunch of polls of common dating phrases. And I asked people if they think that if they're true or if they're myths. Um, Some like, you have to love yourself before you can be loved by someone else. Opposites attract, time heals all wounds, and so on. So really fun game. I had Jared and Jordana share what they thought, if they thought it was true or a myth. And um, we guessed what you guys voted and what the majority voted. And so I shared those results as well. Really fun game. So make sure you're following for more things like that. Also, don't forget if you have not yet given a five-star rating on Spotify and you are listening on your Spotify app on your phone, please scroll up to the top and do that. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you have not yet given a five-star rating and a lovely review, please scroll to the bottom of the Seeing Other People show page and do that. Again, make sure you're following on Instagram, on TikTok, it's at Alana Dunn, on Instagram, it's at Seeing Other People, also at Alana Dunn, if you want to follow everywhere. Um, Some little fun fact about me that I think you guys don't know that has been very relevant in my life lately is that I'm almost always sick. Um, It's something that all of my friends know, my family knows, Jake knows, um, I'm almost always sick. And... I, Jake actually called me out on this the other day. He was like, on the last five times we've hung out, you've been sick with something different every single time. And he's completely right. Um, Whether I have like a ton of stomach issues that we don't need to get into. I have my wrist thing that I'm still going to physical therapy for. Um, I broke out with like hives all over my body the other day. Um, I don't really sleep well. Like there's a million different things going on with me at all times. And we literally pointed it out. And then the next day I woke up with like a new problem. So that's what's been going on for me. I've had a crazy week so far. This is my fourth recording of the week through all of these issues that I'm dealing with. Um, But every single recording has been so incredible. And I'm so excited for these episodes to come out. I was looking at the release schedule and I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't wait until July for that episode with that guest to come out. Like I need it to come out next week, but I have this other episode and this other episode was slotted for the next week. Like, oh my God, just an incredible lineup of episodes and guests, both for Tuesday episodes and unfiltered. And I'm super excited. I also know there are a lot of new listeners because there have been a ton of new followers and you guys are DMing me that you're starting to binge, starting to listen to new episodes, old episodes. Um, Welcome to the Seeing Other People family. I could not be more excited to have you here. I'm so grateful that you're here. And just so you guys know, like, feel free to always DM me 
questions, email me questions or topics you want covered at seeing other people podcast. I do this for you guys. I my goal is really to help you feel less alone and more empowered in your dating life. So anything that I can do to help you in that, like, please do not hesitate to let me know. Um, really, really fun episode. We answer a ton of listener questions in the second half. We definitely give Jake a shout out and um, tell Jared, remind Jared how much Jake loves him. Because if you guys don't know, um, Jake loves Jared. So sorry to embarrass you, Jake, if I'm embarrassing you. Um, let's get into it. I'm super excited. I can't wait. And I appreciate you guys listening. Let's do it. If you know me, you know that my dating life was riddled with dating anxiety. The second I would get home from a date, the only thing I could think of is like, oh my God, I, I must have done something wrong. Or maybe he hates me. Maybe I'm never going to hear from him. And I'd be thinking those things even if the date went amazing. And I would literally overthink. I would self-sabotage. I would convince myself that it was over. And I would stay up all night, like not being able to sleep, not being able to focus on anything other than how bad this great date actually went. And what helped me get over that and really be able to say like, okay, that was a good date and I'll hear from them. And if I don't like, okay, was well, taking Mindset Wellness CBD's Calm Gummies after my dates. They really helped me just stay present and realize like, okay, I went on a date and I did the best I could and it went the way it went and that's all I can do. And I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to get through my day tomorrow. I don't need to be checking my phone every three seconds. And it was such a game changer for me in my dating life. So I definitely want that for you. If you are currently experiencing dating anxiety, you have to try Head to mindsetwellness.com and use code seeing other people at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping. And again, those are the calm gummies. I promise you, they will help you so much. All right. And we are here with Jordana Abraham and Jared Freed. You guys, welcome to seeing other people. Thanks for having us. Excited to be here. Yeah, thanks so much. Jared, you have actually been on the show before. You were probably like one of the first like five episodes. So great to have you back. An, an OKP, as I call them, original key player. Original key player. I, I mean, yeah. without you, there would have been no seeing other people. Nothing. So nothing. No I, I don't know what I would be doing with my life right now. <laughs> um, but you guys, Betches, you up. You guys are like, both of you are so insanely talented and have been doing so much. Um, Jordan, I mean, I've admired everything that you've done on you up, Betches Brides, also excited for your new show, Oversharing. That sounds really exciting. How are you feeling about that? Thank you. Um, yeah, that's been been really cool. It's a show that I do with my sister who's a therapist. And it's interesting. It's a great way to kind of like look at all sorts of other relationships, mostly like friendships and family stuff. And we have our own family drama. So it's it's fun to un unpack other people's. It almost feels like we're like when we unpack other people's family drama, it's like we're a couple that's like doing couples therapy for someone else because we're like, oh, here's mm -hmm. a family that's more messed up than ours that we can now look into. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And Jared, you just gave a TED talk on top of everything else that you've done. <laughs> what? What? What can't you do? <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. I. I don't know. We'll see. It hasn't out yet, so I'm not, maybe I can't do a TED talk. We're gonna find <laughs> we'll out. We'll see if they release it. <laughs> we yeah. will find out. And you guys are going on tour. Yes. Yes. Um, we're, I'm not sure when this airs, but we'll be uh, our first uh, show is um, Boston on June 14th. So we're very excited for to kick it off. 
and we're coming to the West Coast uh, the end of the month, L.A. and San Francisco. The shows are amazing. So much fun. They're like attending um, like a talk show. Like it's like attending. It's like being in the audience during Maury Povich or Wendy Williams or, um, you know, Ricky Lake back in the day. And we, we bring people up on stage and we give them dating app makeovers. We decipher text exchanges. We. We play red flag deal breaker. We take audience questions. We we're at the at the Boston show. We're setting two people up on a date. We're doing something new, and we're gonna have kind of a you know, let's see how the date went. Talk afterwards. I love that. I saw that you guys had stories up today, actually, for all the different cities that you're going on to try and get people to go on a date. And I think that is so awesome because you never hear like the after the post date interview that everyone does with their friends, but it's so interesting to see because like. Sometimes you find out that people were literally like on different dates where one person thought it went like exceptionally well and the other person was like, get me out of here. Or other times they both thought it went well, but neither of them do anything about it. So this will be like so awesome. There's also that thing of like, it went okay. I would go out again if they would go out again. And then, you know, sometimes that date happens and you're like, oh, why are we here? And then sometimes that date doesn't happen. You're like, what happened to that person? Right. And you mm-hmm. kind of forget that it was just okay. And then you, you know? text them and then you remember <laughs> why you didn't like them that much. And then you, get, yeah. then you get to dump them all over again. My favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I that all sounds super exciting. I'll definitely link below in the show notes where everyone can get tickets to that. Um, I'm so excited that you guys are here. I feel like you guys are the mom and dad of modern dating. <laughs> um, so thank you for all you do in raising us kids. Um, I want to kick things that. off. <laughs> I want to kick things off with a little game. Um, I pulled my audience with a bunch of different dating myths. So I'm curious what you guys think of each of the dating myths, if they're true, if you think they're myths, or um, kind of how you feel about that. And then also what you think the majority of the followers voted. So let's start with the first one. You can each go. um, Jordana, why don't you go first? Sure. You'll find love when you stop looking. Truth or myth? Um. I think that's a half truth. I think like, because that, okay. I would, I would put that in the, in, in the advice category of true and unhelpful. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, and also untrue in a lot of, I would say leaning towards myth because one, if you're not in the game, you're not going to meet anyone. I think dating is definitely a numbers game. Um, so to play this, what I used to do of kind of like, I don't really even want to be in a relationship when like I actually did, I don't think is particularly helping yourself. And I think in the back of your head, when you're doing that, you're like, it'll happen when I least expect it, but no, because you're not really putting any effort in. So not really. But what I do believe is that you, that you will attract more people if you feel like really good in your life, despite if, if like maybe you can want to want a relationship or want something deeper in terms of a romantic connection. But I think if you really like your life, people can tell that and you become a more attractive person to date. If you have your own thing going on, if you have your own friends, if you have your own hobbies, if you like your job. Um, so I think there's there's elements of truth to it. I realize I just gave absolutely I, no answer. I, <laughs> no, I, I love your true but not helpful answer because it's i agree you know true but not helpful like 
you know, it's, it's like, you know, running's fun. If you just take your mind off of running. Yeah. There's good days when you feel good after a run and you ever take a run and you feel good. You're like, wow, I should be doing this every day. And you know, the run isn't difficult on those days. You, you love running on those days. It was made your mind feel better. And then it's the hard days that, you know, get you down that you're like, I don't want to leave the house. And then you put two days to, then, then you don't run on a Wednesday and you're, go out that night and then you get too hung over and you don't drink on and you don't run on Thursday and then you don't run on Friday. And then all you think about is that horrible run and you don't do it for the rest of the month until you do it again. You go, why don't I run more? So I think the analogy to that to dating is like the minute you get down and it is the minute you're putting pressure on it is the minute that you're again, like Jordana said, just kind of not a attractive prospect to date. You're, you're, you're squeezing your fists and walking around all angry. But I do think when you, you know, when you you can put it out aside and it's just hard, it sucks to hear from your married friends, your relationship friends, like, cause they go, well, when Ronald and I started, I wasn't even looking, you know, everyone dresses up their story. Everyone has this magical tale, but it's always easier to connect the dots going backwards. So, you know, so I, I think it's not a myth. And I think the audience will agree it's not a myth, but it's more about people, you know, just being okay, have going out and enjoying themselves. Yeah, I completely agree with both those. And, and Jared, what you were just saying about like your married friends. Yeah, I have so many friends who are getting engaged, getting married, and they're like, it's so crazy how we just found each other when we stopped looking. And it's like, no, no, no. I remember when you met. Yeah. They were like your fourth date that week. You were crying over this other dude. Like you were absolutely not totally secure and suddenly not looking right. for someone when they showed up. Like that is not what happened. That's why the R story wedding page. I hate them so much. I just think the they're all like a fairy. They're all a fairy tale and they're all not true. So that I, yeah. I didn't, well, I didn't do one for that reason. Just because like, yeah, I could like tie this into a bow and make it like, a glossy look, but that's like that's misleading. It also should be surprising when you're marrying someone. Like the idea that it like is the opposite. You know who has the opposite story? Oh, I was looking and found them right away, and of course I found them. No, I I meet more people I hate than than I like. You know how many people you're not friends with everyone. You know so the you know the idea that this you know you're not surprised that you decide that someone randomly came into your life that you just decided to spend your whole life with get out of here all of it's surprising yeah 100 percent. okay so for this one 62 percent of people said true but a lot of people said jordana basically what you said a lot of people dm being like yes yes but right and what <laughs> yeah. and what am i supposed to do with that not exactly. yeah. not care yeah Exactly. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all of these questions too, more times than I can count. You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. 
I started therapy because I was so stuck on the problems in my dating life. My therapist helped me learn why I was ending up in the same situations over and over and helped me come up with a different way and a different mindset to approach dating. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash other people. I have to give a quick shout out to Anchor. If you don't know about Anchor, it's Spotify's podcast platform, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Trust me. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free, and you know I love free. Second of all, their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast directly from your phone or computer. What could be easier than that? Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you want it played. You can also make money from your podcast, no matter how few downloads you get regularly. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hope you love today's episode. All right, the next one. There's someone out there for everyone. That I actually do believe. And Jared does this too. You, you're the one. You're uh, you're someone's foot, but for yeah, every yeah. seat, I think that there, are, that is definitely true. I think there are less people out there for some people, <laughs> but I think there is someone out there for everyone. But I do, I don't think there's an equal amount of people out there for every person. Yeah, fair you, point. It'd be funny. It'd be funny to be talking to a friend. Yeah, you. <laughs> might be tough to figure out there's someone but you are kind of difficult yeah i agree with that wholeheartedly there's someone for everyone more for some (laughs) less for less for most yeah Yeah, but i think if you're in the game you you will the the chances of you meeting someone are extremely high yeah absolutely eventually uh 87 of people agreed and said that was true do you guys think then do you believe in soulmates or the one I don't. I don't either. I think we had a whole like benefits episode about this and how like how how like you're like uh, putting a pin in any sort of like when people would ask me like how did people you know that's a question as a dating podcast host I would get all all the time as someone who's getting married how did you know he was the one or I get that in a Q and I how did you know he was the one I'm like I don't believe in the one I think he's a great match for me and we get along really well yeah. and we love each other but like. I think there are many ones for any for for people and I find that that's comforting for me and that should be comforting for everyone. It's not like you're like he's out this one person is out there and if you don't find them then you're screwed. It's like there's many people you could be a good match with and everyone has their positive qualities and the things that annoy you about them and it's all about like do those certain qualities all sort of come together in a way that makes you guys a great match or not. Absolutely. Yeah. So a hundred percent with Jordana. I, I mean, I even think of some exes in my life. I'm like, I could have worked it out with them. We could have figured it out. You know, like yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, we got along for a good reason at the time and it could have worked out if we were both kind of looking for the same things at the same moment. But, you know, the other thing is like, you know, timelines have to intersect. It's a miracle that people make it together. You know, like it's a miracle that people find each other at the moment where they go, all right, let's put everything else aside. This is, you know, like, and, you know, that's, and I think it's like, you know, especially from the guy point of view, which is what I'm tasked with giving, you know, 
on the UL podcast and speaking, you know, Jordana's speaking for a whole group and I'm speaking for a whole group. And I do think the idea of feeling like you have life situated is, you know, very much for a lot of guys. I think that, you know, I remember hearing this and I've said it a bunch of times, like a lot men have the one that got away way more than I think women do. Like they, and I think like the idea of like, Oh, I could have, you know, I think women try again and again with guys until the guys like, get the fuck away from me. We're done. And then uh, guys end things before they get more serious. So um, that's kind of, you know, so I, I can understand where it's like, yeah, it could have been a bunch of different, you know, sliding door moments that could have led to different lives. I have never thought about that, but you are absolutely correct. I mean, my brain is just like spinning right now with situations where I try, like we tried and then it didn't work. And then I tried, tried and tried again mm. to the point where we're not speaking ever. Like I, <laughs> I, I'm not friends with any of my exes for this reason. <laughs> Got a child um, yeah. on their head. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Jared, you brought up the next one, which is timing is everything. I agree with that. Um, I think that's a big thing. Jordana? Jordana, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. I mean, it's it's funny because this all made me think of, this all, both of those questions made me think of the Logan Yuri former Hinge, uh, or current Hinge, uh, uh, director of relationship direct, science. Director of, sorry, thank you. Director of relationship science, where she talks about the secretary problem. You know, if you date, yes. you know, chances are you would have met them in the first thirty percent, but that doesn't mean that that's. Um, we're not all like. That's not how it's going to all work out, and it depends on mm-hmm. a lot of it. Depends on you know, are you someone who's constantly looking for the next best thing, or do you reach a certain point in your life, maybe where your values shift or you're prioritizing different things. And I think there's a big, um, you know, it, timing I feel like is so intertwined with the idea of settling because no one wants to settle. Right. And I think that there, there's an idea of, oh, I've been single for however long and I don't want to do that. And like, no, but I also don't want to settle, but I think that there's a difference between settling and your priorities changing and your values changing and what you're looking for changing. And I don't really know if I've gotten away from the question, but <laughs> Um, no, but I, I agree with you. I think when a lot of what you're saying, Jordana is like interesting to me because it's like timing a lot of times gets put on guys for wanting to be out there, you know, being hooking up and timing is, every, you know, it always, you know, I've timing is everything. Oh, oh, that guy, he just wanted to be single. And it's like, timing is also everything for, you know, like I've been with people where, you know, I've had conversations with them and I'm like, oh, they want a relationship and they haven't thought of what that even means. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, you know, timing works into that too of like, have you thought about the type of relationship you want? Do you, do you, have you thought about the dynamic that you're looking for rather than the end goal of, you know, bridal showers and engagement parties? You know, um, I, I, I think like, you know, the timing is everything works for all sides and angles. Yeah. And on that note, I feel like right now I've entered the part of my life where everyone is getting engaged. Every weekend there's a new there's like five new engagements on my Instagram feed. I have like wedding invitations coming every week and I feel like my single friends are like, "Oh my god, 
I'm falling behind, I'm getting left behind, I need to meet someone now so I can have that too. And I feel like, just to your point, like, that isn't necessarily the right approach, because they're just seeing the end goal. They're not thinking about the relationship that they want. And like the reason they want a relationship, they're just like, oh, well, everyone else is doing it. I need to catch up. 50% of those people will be back with another engagement in a few years. Yeah. So <laughs> Jared's like, I've seen them. So, I've seen them. I've seen them. I'm, <laughs> I'm old yeah. enough to know. They come back. You know, yeah. so I, I know it's hard to look at in the moment and we get caught up with Instagram and, you know, now there's legit highlight reels on TikTok of the relationship and how it started to with a whole music background that looks like it's out of a fucking Nora Ephron movie. And it's like, yeah, that shit's crazy. And also, I think also, also for like, you know, I, the thing that, you know, you up podcast has made me see is like the idea of like, you know, keeping up isn't just keeping up with marriages. It's keeping up with like, Hey, I don't want to be, you know, having a baby alone where all my friends aren't there to like go through that with me or, you know, uh, or, you know, there's things to go through with the community that, you know, guys don't really think about or, or really, you know, put really mm-hmm. much investment in because it doesn't affect them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're, as women, we're so programmed to be like social and both, both, both like we're social creatures. So we want to do this things at the same time as our friends and it can feel like a race And I also think that the deeper that you get into relationships among women, the less you're talking shit at the, I'm sorry, I don't know if I can curse. Um, The less you're talking shit, the less you're talking shit on the, at the brunch table about someone, about the person you're with. And so there is a culture of like, once we're together, once we're engaged or once we're married, we're now like, everything has to kind of come off as like perfect or really working really well. And it can seem that way, I think, to a lot of single people who aren't really like let into the to the darker sides of relationships or the parts that aren't as glossy or the parts that you know people the more existential questions that people have about about their relationships and the people that they're with and making those decisions there's sort of this pressure I think to just pretend everything's great once you've like decided on a person and I think that also can lead to a lot of people who aren't in that situation feeling like um, you know, jealous or feeling like they are being left behind when it's kind of like they're really just getting one version of it. Absolutely. I mean, I have friends and I need to start calling them out on this, but I have a few friends that I can think of off the top of my head who in the last year, when they've gotten in a really big fight with their partner, that's when they're posting a mushy Instagram. That's when <laughs> they're like being like, like, posting the countdown to the wedding like and it's like oh my god like it's crazy to see because i'm like this is literally the opposite of what is happening for you right now right and they're also doing it to test you know the, the person they're with like is you he know, gonna like it they, well if he's like if they're posting days to the wedding after a fight they're like we're still doing this right right you know, totally like, <laughs> totally yeah vibe check well <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> weird way to go about it yeah. they're like if if he's not down he'll say something if he says nothing we're good we're right. good and yeah i'm sure they won't be the ones getting divorced i'm sure <laughs> right yeah always beware of people who post like too much of that um yeah that stuff i feel like a lot of the time it is to to prove something to someone yeah all right well 64 percent of people said that timing is everything 
Um, okay, next one. Time heals all wounds. Um, I don't actually think that that is true. As someone who's taken a really long time to get over someone, like years, and that's someone I didn't really even date, I don't think that just time is enough to like move on from something I think you really need to like evaluate all the moving pieces at play during it and sort of like why you're attracted to them and why you're interested in like continuing that sort of dynamic or what about that dynamic was really appealing to you um I think it I used to kind of like think that but I think that if you're not fully like dealing or processing or working through whatever negative situation happened then the more time that goes by isn't necessarily going to really help um changing something about the situation or the way you think about it I think is a much better indication of time indication of like progress I'm with Jordana but I I I guess I I'll take a little bit of a douchey poetic version of it to say that like time heals all wounds but all wounds leave scars so you know the and i think you can look at it positively because you're like oh i got this scar from this and i'll never do that again or i'll be better next time because last i got this scar doing this or that and i think you know we live in a world of like you know people angry about old tweets and it's like you know Oh, you know, and that's an example, you know, of like everything's black and white and you're good or you're bad when, you know, you're just kind of the the product of time and circumstance and the things that have happened along the way. So, you know, time heals all wounds is to me, you're you're blinding yourself to the things that have been learned from those wounds. And I, I don't. So I would disagree. With that. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with both of you guys, what you guys said, I because I think time is one factor therapy is another that is very <laughs> crucial in a lot of situations um and learning yeah like learning from maybe mistakes you made or, or things that you shouldn't be okay with in the future um i mean to to make this more less sorry to interrupt but to make this less vague and more you know relatable like you know, if someone says we should get drinks and then they never make the plan for drinks and then you hang out, you see each other at a bar a month later and you have a great night and they and you hook up and then they say we should do drinks again. You know, there's a there's a wound. That person did not ask you out um, before. Mm -hmm. And, the, you know, the scar should still be there. You know, so like that you can learn from, like that you can say, hey, you know, and if they keep promising drinks for months and months and months, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. You know, and you have to have like a memory, I do think, but also be, you know, give people the chance for redemption. Totally. I agree with that. And I also think that like to say time heal heals all wounds, it gives makes it feel like it's a linear thing. Like every day gets a little bit better. And if you're getting over someone, I think especially when you're in that frame of mind where you're trying to get over someone, I don't think it's like every day I'm more over them than yesterday. Like some days you could be like, and we see this a lot, you know, when we interpret people's texts. So it's like someone could feel confident enough to tell someone how they feel one day 
and then it's Saturday night and they feel kind of lonely and they respond to their story and now they're like back in the game and and not as over it or something like that so I think um there's a lot more I think it's a little too simple personally exactly and and there are some wounds that are way deeper than others also true uh 42% of people thought that that was true so 58% thought it was a myth um all right opposites attract um I don't know yeah I don't know it sometimes you see (laughs) yeah you see couples in all shapes and forms I don't know I opposites attract sometimes is just like like a turns into this apology for like two shitty people that became a shitty couple you know like i don't know like i I always it always feels like you know you know when someone's like it it feels like this blanket statement for people that for a relationship that we think is annoying Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i feel like attraction is like kind of completely random like there's no rule about for that for me because sometimes it's like oh these two people are exactly the same and they get along so well yeah yeah it happens a lot too (laughs) yeah that can happen yeah i feel like i've dated way more people who are very similar to me than very different from me same yeah i i and i i also tend to like you see the same traits in someone that you've dated before and yeah that you know it all kind of comes back around yeah 44 percent of people thought it was true this was the closest to 50 50 that we got so yeah. Um, all right. One more. You have to love yourself before you can be loved by someone else. Does anyone really love themselves? That's a like, good question. Does anyone, yeah. <laughs> like, does anyone, who's out there? That's the real question. Like, being like, I yeah, love what, myself and now someone oh, else can love me. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I couldn't be around that person. Uh, right. I think you, I think you have to be okay Everyone's with gotta, yourself. You got to hate yourself a little bit to be a, just right. be yeah. a good conversationalist, I, I, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you got to be okay with yourself to be okay, to have someone be okay with you. Yeah. I also think self-love is not like a binary thing either. Like some days I'm feeling a lot better about myself than other days. So it's kind of like, and I think that's true for pretty much everyone. I don't think there's anyone who's like every day they wake up feeling like they are, you know, can do no wrong and are absolutely amazing or absolutely the best version of themselves. Um so I, I wouldn't again, want to be friends with that person. Yeah, they no. sound annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to really not get this and like really, really strongly disagree. And then I realized that when I disagreed with that, I was in a pretty dark place and didn't even really like myself. And I feel like you don't necessarily have to love yourself, but you have to know who you are and accept who you are. And because otherwise I think you'll end up accepting less than like what you deserve and less than what's good for you. And I think that's what I did for a while when I like didn't really know who I was or know what I wanted or really like felt good about myself. You know, I let people push me around and I let people treat me poorly And it wasn't until I figured out like, wait a second, no, I deserve a lot more than that. I have all these things to offer that I was like, oh, okay, now I can like weed out the people who don't treat me right, who like are not communicating, who are not respecting my boundaries. Um, 
But all that to say, you don't need to love yourself for someone else to be able to love you. So I yeah, ultimately I, you have disagree. To be okay with, you have to be okay with your standards. You yes. know, like, and, and the problem with standards is like no one tells you whether they're right or wrong. Like, I mean, this is the issue with, you know, with, with our podcast, you know, we're, you know, when Jordan and I, we talk from a very context and nuanced place, you know, there's places out there you can get someone to yas queen you to the edge of the cliff and get you to jump off and love life. And you got to love yourself and all this shit. And it's like, you know, it's so much in the middle. It's so much, there's good days and bad days. And, you know, there's so much like you, I think the one thing you have to be sure of is that your gut and your feelings are your feelings and they're correct. No matter how much those feelings differ with your friend at the brunch table or your parents or whatever that may be. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. And I think that, um, Alana, you made a really good point too about like, you know, the way that kind of like changing the way that you, I think you can not, I think you don't have to be like obsessed or love or like really in love with yourself, but also say like, but know that you're worthy of being treated in the way that you want to be treated. And I think that's sort of like different than self-love. It's just more like I deserve to be, to, to be with someone who can meet me in this way. Yeah. It's almost more like instead of you have to love yourself before you can be loved by someone else, you have to respect yourself. I agree. I think respect is a lot, is a much better term. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Okay. We have a few listener questions, but before I do that, I know I will get a very big slap on my wrist if I do not mention my boyfriend, Jake, because Jared, as you know, (laughs) Jake is literally your biggest fan. And I have to thank you. Because at Me. first it was, yes, at first it was a funny thing where like when we first started dating a year and a half ago, it was like Jake would bring you up every time. Like we made it a drinking game. Like every time Jake brought up Jared, he had to take a sip, you know, but oh, over time, I've really learned that like he learned so much from you. And I think a lot of the reason that we like worked and that like he was ready to meet me and like the timing was right for us was because of all the things that he learned from you. So I really have to thank you. That's way too much. Way too much. (laughs) I better, I better see Jared in the, our story page. Yeah. I I better get my do my just do. No, that's way too much. He's a great guy. And I, I don't, no, that I've just, he is, no, he is no. a great guy, but I do have to give credit where credit because is because of due. you, because of <laughs> because you, of because, but yeah. because also like a huge part of Rose my him. life, a huge part of my life and my career is like talking about dating and most guys feel really weird about that. But I think because he listened to so much of you, he yeah. thought that was normal and like was down sure. for that. Of course. I mean, like uh, <laughs> we, every situation is to be unpacked. I think that's the most important thing, you know, with trying to talk to people about dating stuff. It's like, there's nothing stupid. There's nothing small. These are all, if they matter to you, they matter. Yeah, 100%. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, listener questions. (laughs) As someone prone to sharing too much too soon, what do you suggest would be an appropriate amount of vulnerability on a date without crossing into oversharing? 
I think it's about really where the converse. I don't think there's like a rule for that. I think it's kind of like where the conversation goes and being able to have, if you have like relatively normal social skills and I think you can gauge like, does this, does this amount of information seem like on par with where we're at in this conversation or like the vibe that I'm getting? Like, I don't believe there's ever a thing is like such thing as like, you're being too intimate or you're sharing too much. It's more just like reading the environment that you're in and sort of gauging how comfortable you feel with that person. Yeah. This person's not a crazy person. I think they have to remind themselves. Of that. Like, unless they are, you know, <laughs> unless they are, yeah. unless they're writing in from the loony bin, then that's a different story, but they're, they're not wearing a straight jacket. They live in society like the rest of us. They, you know, when the barista calls their name, they go up and get their coffee, just like the next person. So I totally agree with Jordana. You, you, there's no such thing as to anything. You said the things you said because you felt comfortable enough to say them. Now, if things end, it's not because you said those things. It's because you're not the match. It's not because you said those things. Yeah, absolutely. I think we put way too much pressure on like how to act on dates or even on the apps and in texting conversations where it's like, we have to do everything right. We can't be too vulnerable. We have to be funny enough, but not like over fun, like making jokes every second, you know? And it's just like, no, you just have to be yourself because you want somebody to like you for who you are, not for who you're well trying to be. This question is quite, uh, I'm, almost positive is coming from a woman um, because it's unrelatable. to me. Mm -hmm. We're not looking through, well, cause they said this means that men are very much, you know, not looking for clues. We're not playing detective. Oh, because, you know, he talked about his family. That means he's taking me seriously. We don't do a lot of that. Right. Um, almost, you know, almost enragingly so. You know, like, you know, like guys don't have the pressure on them from family. So we're not really playing this game of like, oh, she said, you know, we should go to, you know, uh, she mentioned a cousin. So that means it's more than this. So he's going to mention a cousin. He's going to. I just have never thought of that on a date. Like the conversation flows as it flows. And what I said on date one does not mean that I saw date 10 in our future. It's just date one topics. Mm hmm. So do you think that women, for the most part, are wrong to assume that if he's like talking about certain things with his family or like said that he mentioned something to his mom about the date, like should should girls not read into that? It's well, not about not reading into it. It just doesn't matter as much to them. The, 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 yeah. the, the, the stakes aren't as high right. for us. Or if you are reading into it, say that say oh yes. you've you know i mean we talked about this on a recent episode you know a mini reveal yeah. oh you're telling your mom about me you must feel like this must be pretty serious for you that's that indicates like to me that we're pretty serious i wouldn't tell my mom about you unless i was really serious like and to say mm -hmm. a lot of people are scared to say that because they're like they don't want to like burst the illusion of the bubble but doing that kind of thing lets the other person know that well, something that they might just not even care about or not even be thinking about actually is really meaningful to you. You see that a lot yeah. with things like sex or like meeting friends or meeting family. It's like what means something to one person. There's no way to know how much that means to the other unless one person says this thing that you're that you're talking about or suggesting indicates to me like a higher level of intimacy or, or, or where, that we're deeper into this relationship. For we sure. talk so much about, like, we get so many messages. He treated me like a girlfriend. Yeah, because it didn't matter as much to him. 
You know, yeah. like it's it just, you know, and you know, what Jordan is saying is so right. Like, it's like, oh, that matters to me. Wow. Um, and, it's, and then people go, well, I don't want to scare them away. You're not scaring any way. You're letting them know their stakes and yeah. be prepared for, you know, what comes, you know, consequences right. come with stakes. And if you're scaring, you're just scaring them away earlier than yeah. you would other, either they're going to feel they don't, that's not going to change how they feel about you. It's just going to let you know earlier if they are not interested in something more serious. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely times where I wish I had said that, like I've gotten to a point where not only did I meet a guy's like entire friend group, but I met his parents and his sister. And then he told me that he wasn't looking for anything serious. And I was like, what? Cause the whole time, all the things he was doing in my mind, those were the thing, the steps to like getting serious with someone, but that was completely different in his mind. Right. And we all have different de- definitions of things. We all apply different meaning to things to give empathy to that guy seeing the dynamic with his family might've been part of what gets him. Could have been totally your fault. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I'm just kidding. You scared uh, his family. Okay. Right? It all works out. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying like, you know, everyone has different versions of what they need to figure out a relationship. So Mm -hmm. what I, what bothers me sometimes is like, I met his family. Well, maybe he needed to do that. You know, like, you know, that maybe it just because meeting, you know, my family isn't that big a deal to me. If you don't, uh, everyone is self motivated, you know, everyone's going to do survival, Darwinism, survival, you know, everyone's trying to survive. Everyone's trying to find the best thing for them. And it might be that you're the best thing for them. And that's why it's such a, you know, it's a happy romantic ending. And it may be that you're not, and it's not a personal thing. I know it sounds when I say you're not, it, it makes it sound personal. It's not, maybe it's a situational thing. So, you know, you have to be as much for yourself as they are for themselves. So yeah. when we say like, Hey, meeting your parents is a huge deal for me. That's you fighting for yourself. That's not you chasing them away, you know? Yeah, I think people are so afraid to say things like that, but you're completely right. It's like we owe it to ourselves to, like you said, fight for ourselves and and protect ourselves. Okay, next question I have. Jared and Jordana, super excited that you're coming on Seeing Other People. Thanks. Um, Do you have any advice on nervousness on second dates? I'm a great first dater, but I've become very lackluster on second dates, and I'm not sure how to go about it. Eat first. (laughs) don't get too drunk (laughs) don't get eat first don't get too drunk um Um, that's i i think eating first helps to tell you the truth because then that's one thing that you're not like i didn't eat anything i'll have a drink and get too drunk and i'm excited i don't know i i think eating (laughs) that's a that's a very simple like grandma old wives thing but it just that was the first thing that came to mind when you said that just like have a have a protein bar well, the, the first thing that came to mind for me was a kind of a, actually a conversation that I've had with my sister recently on oversharing where it's like sometimes you get so in your head, right? Um, and then you're all like you have all these anxieties in your head and she's very into meditation. So like not necessarily you need to be a meditator, but if you find yourself like in the moment or on the way to the date and you're just like super nervous and you're super like in your own head, just taking a second, bringing yourself back to the present taking a deep breath, just focusing on like the way that your like top feels on your body or your, 
feet feel against the ground, just bringing yourself back to your like current awareness and taking a deep breath, I think actually does really help for, for taking yourself out of your own head and eating. Mm -hmm. And And then when you're on the date and he's like, what'd you do today? Just be like, well, I repeated, don't fuck this up while I meditated. Exactly. If someone said that to me, I, I would think that's hilarious. <laughs> I would never for a second think it's it true. Be... I would think it's hilarious and like that they're really funny. Yeah, he'll be like, oh, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, funny joke I just told. I'm like, wow, this this person's great. Like definitely third date yeah. material. <laughs> All right. Um, last one here. Hey there, I'm having a little dating dilemma and I was hoping for your advice. I've been dating someone for about two months now and things are great. He ticks so many boxes and we have great physical and emotional chemistry and we're both pretty into each other, but there's one major issue. He doesn't think he wants kids and having kids is one of my biggest dreams. We spoke about it a bit more and he doesn't know if he's just scared of the idea of being a father. He comes from a broken family and he doesn't know if he would change his mind if he found someone he loved enough to want to spend his life with. We have so much in common and I think we could both picture a future together, but I'm not sure if I can risk starting a relationship with someone in the hopes that one day they love me enough to possibly want kids. This is such a hard one. What would you say, Jordana? I, I, would I have say, initial thoughts. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would say this is like a very early indicator of something that's really just not a match. And it sucks when that happens, when everything else is good. But if there's something that some, my whole thing is like, you can compromise on things that are compromisable or, and on things that you could do a little bit or come a little bit. Having kids is kind of a binary thing, right? So what I would say to the person, if he's unsure, I would say, okay, I think we should take a, take a little break. And, you know, I real I'm not, I, I feel strongly about wanting kids. I definitely want kids. If you decide that's something that you are also interested in, I would love, you know, if I'm still single and you you change your mind like to keep seeing you, but I can't really invest a lot of my time in a future with someone that I don't um that's that we're where we're ultimately we're gonna keep having the same back and forth and I don't want to disappoint myself and invest all these years in something that I know isn't gonna work out. That's what I think personally that I would do. But that- Jordana, I'm happy you went first because you made me think of something and mm-hmm. I agree with you. It sounds like a guy like that's trying to make you your th- his therapist. Like the idea of like, I don't know, maybe you could convince me is like, maybe you're going to heal me enough for my childhood trauma that will make me want to get what you want. Like, it's kind of fucked up. Like, I I mean, to kind of piggyback onto what Jordan is saying, but also like that guy should go get some help and then do that. And when he's ready to come to terms with and know what he wants, instead of making it this like you know, this carrot over my head, then we can have a real conversation. But like to say like, maybe, you know, is like a little fucked up. And it's also like, it puts you in a position of like putting yourself in this worthiness zone through their eyes. Right. It's all fucked up. And I would, and And also if he ever, if he ever wants out, that's just such an easy thing for him to be like, and I've decided I definitely don't want kids. Like now that I'm, Men love a pre-breakup. We will tell you the reason we'll break up very much in the early stages. And then we'll keep going. And then you'll be like, ta-da, it actually came true. I don't want kids. Goodbye. We love uh, built-in excuses. And sometimes, you know, that comes in the form of, um, oh, we hooked up and we live two hours away. It comes in the form of a moving soon. You know, sometimes it's, and again, I know this is, 
what I've noticed from the females that write into our podcast, they want light on, light off, light on, light off. They don't want the dimmer switch. Sometimes you got to look at someone and go, hey, you can come. Everyone has redeemability, but come back sure of things. Don't come back with kids. I don't know. You know, that's I don't like the way like the word therapy gets thrown at guys a lot. Like, oh, go to therapy and we'll be good. Like, I don't know. I think that's like hacky at this point. You hear it all the time. Like you go back, figure your shit out, whatever way you do that. and. I'm here. You have my number. I might have moved on by then. You might have lost me. That's why guys have the guy, the woman that go, got away because they risk that a lot. So I, I think, you know, it's not right. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where if you know that this is a non-negotiable, like this is a clear deal breaker for you. And I feel like there are a few things for people that are like such strong deal breakers. One of them is whether or not they want kids. One of them can be like religion or political beliefs or where in the world you want to live. Like there are things that you are just not going to compromise on and you know that it's something that you want for yourself. And I think, yes, sometimes we meet people who are do not share those values or beliefs or desires, but we still have other things to connect with them on. But if you know what your end goal is, you have to, I think, protect yourself and cut it off sooner than rather than later. Because the more the more you go down the rabbit hole, the more you're going to have feelings for them. And then the more you're going to like, oh, well, maybe I can convince them or maybe I don't need this. Or maybe there's some in-between compromise when there really isn't. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, I just thought the wishy-washiness on such a huge subject, you've never thought of it. Right. right. Oh, if the right person puts a spell on me. Like, I don't know. Like, Especially I, for something like kids where it's like, uh, yeah. it's like an entire lifestyle. It's not like, yeah. oh, I, I must watch the, the game every Sunday. It's like. Right. And if you're not ready with that decision, there's and someone might respond, well, I don't know yet. Well, then you probably don't know if you, uh, you're probably not ready to date seriously. Yeah, totally. All right. One last question for each of you. And this is how I close out every episode. What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever gotten? Jared, you can go first. Oh, God. Uh-huh. What it's advice hard, did I, I give you? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I think I got some good advice. Um, that was like the minute you get serious with someone, it's not about you. And when you're ready to put that aside and not make it about you, then you're ready. And that was uh, some advice that I got. And you can only, or what was the word they used? It was um, be selfish. Selfish. Yeah. If you be selfish now, because you can't once you go over a certain moment and I think that's um, I don't know if that's like a male thing because it was given to me by an older guy. So I don't know if like, I saw it through their eyes of like your selfish days are over. You might have a good, you know, might get the, you know, as Chris Rock said, you know, dad getting Chris Rock had a great joke back in the day of like, what did dad get? He got the big, 
piece of chicken wing. You got the, yeah, the big piece of chicken, the, the 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 drumstick, and that was what Dad got. And it's like, so I think that's like a very, it was a very helpful piece of advice. I like that. I love that, and I don't. I think it applies to women too. I, I definitely don't mm. think it's just uh, a male thing. I think for any, I mean, with having a partner and making things serious and and going down that road or with having kids, it's like your life isn't just about you anymore. You can't just pick up and go on a trip whenever you want. You can't just like, you have responsibilities and you have obligations to people, not because you have them, but because you want them. But that wedding is, so (laughs) I'm not, you know, that ain't about me. I'm going, uh, I'm a passenger. (laughs) And it's like, no one goes, how could he, he, you know, she broke off the engagement. How could you do that to him? You don't hear that often. So. Yeah, that is true. Jordana? Um, I think, I think that I used to be into the idea of like the rules or certain like dating rules because they gave me a sense of, of control or seeming control. But I think if you play by the rules, you might get a lot, you might get a longer situation. The thing might last longer but it's not real. And eventually the truth comes out. You know what I mean? You are who you are and the other person is who they are. And I think that playing by the rules is the best way to keep an unhealthy thing going for a really long time by like using psychological tricks to keep the person um, at bay. And the real way to maximize your time and the really empowering thing is to say what you want um, and ask for what you need. And that's, that kind of goes against everything I think the rules stand for, but that's how you save. That's how you maximize your own time. And that's how you get the most actually vulnerable, meaningful relationship. I love that. I, I fully am in agreement. I think the rules are, if you, if you play by the rules and if you follow these rules to get somebody to like you, you're almost like manipulating them into liking you or into liking a version of you that might not actually be, be you totally and I remember reading the rules and then looking up the woman who wrote the rules um I'm sure they're very nice but and they all they were married but they were also divorced so it was kind of like yeah like the rules will get you (laughs) the guy but is it like is that what you want is it is it going to be the kind you can I think that anyone can follow a certain set of rules and land a relationship or land a certain thing for a certain amount of time but it's like I think we all know from from hosting dating shows that all that that all relationships are not created equal and all like dating scenarios, even though they look like they're the same, are not necessarily the same. Absolutely. Well, on that note, thank you both so much for being here. It has been so great having you. Where can everybody find you? And is there anything specific that you want to shout out? Thank you for having us. What a, uh, we have a new handle for the Instagram account, right? You- yes. At you.up.podcast um, on Instagram. Please um, check out our live shows. We're going to be in six different cities, Boston, LA, San Francisco, Austin, um, Chicago, and New York this summer. We're really excited to go out and meet people. And yeah, just check out the show every uh, Wednesday and Sunday. Yeah, and if you're new to the show or haven't heard it before, uh, the live show is just such a fun extension of the show. It's a party. People have, you know, they bring, you know, people bring their group. We say, we always say, assemble the group chat because 
It is the type of conversation you're already having there. And now you can watch other people on stage uh, go through similar issues as you. It's a commiseration. It's fun. Amazing. Perfect. I will remember to link everything below. Uh, thank you guys again so much to everyone who is listening. Don't forget to send this to, again, your whole group chat and share it on your story. If you loved it, tag you.up.podcast and seeing other people and make sure you give a five-star rating and review if you haven't yet. And we will see you next time. 